Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavia Alva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. It is actually raining right now in Minneapolis, and that really caught me off guard, but, you know, that's just how life happens sometimes. <laughs> and I would like to start today's um, notebook chronicles with a little bit of relapse prevention support. I volunteer on WISTO and I have been getting a lot of people uh, messaging me in regards to um, relapse prevention. And I have done a podcast on relapse prevention before, but I've been getting a lot of questions from supporters, people that are supporting people that are going through addictions. So today I want to share just a few of the points that I have experienced in my experience and what has been successful for me in regards to people that support me and in regards to myself as an alcoholic. So one thing I would like to say is I would like to thank all the supporters that continue to help and educate themselves on addiction. Having a family member that has addiction is not easy. Having a family member that you love, a friend, and even an acquaintance, even a co-worker, it's hard. Addiction is hard. You know, it, it makes people lie, it makes people unreliable, it makes people change. And for supporters, I'd like to share these three um, key points. The three key points are boundaries, drawing the line, and honesty. Before I get too far into this notebook chronicle, um, I have to be honest, I'm not a medical professional. And so if you were experiencing any medical concerns in regards to addiction, and it is highly serious, I advise talking to a mental health practitioner, a mental health professional, or a doctor. But, societally, these are the key points that have helped me in my experience. So supporters, I remember I have told people that have been experiencing addiction through a loved one or someone that they care about. I remember in the beginning, in one of the beginning podcasts, I said to be patient, to be patient with the person. Acknowledge that they are struggling. But where do you draw the line? Because you are a person yourself. And you have goals and you have boundaries. So when the key points that I point out. Boundaries, drawing the line, and honesty. Boundaries are important. Because yes, you can support the person that you love. The addict. We're going to call them addicts. Not a lot of people like that word. Um, 
But for me, I feel like it's very universal. So I do use the word addict. Um, you can think of it in any other way that you want, but I'm going to use the addict for this particular podcast as the person with the addiction, the alcoholic, the opiate addict. Um, and I'm going to use the words supporters for the people, the loved ones that live with the addict, that experience the addict, that support the addict. I will call them supporters. Supporters. So when drawing out boundaries, you probably have experienced this before. You've told your loved one, please don't drink too much, slow down. And you might even feel a little bit of confusion as well, because someone that loves you, that cares for you, why would they treat you this way? Why would they take your kindness for granted? You know, you pick them up when they get too drunk. You bail them out when they're in jail. You maybe even give them financial supports. And if you're willing to do that, and if you're willing to make those sacrifices, that is on you. But if it is hurting you, you need to set boundaries for yourself. You have to set boundaries and let the addict know what your boundaries are clearly. You cannot say, oh, no alcohol at home, and then be like, oh, but on your birthday it's okay. No, it has to be a ground boundary. It cannot be wavery whatsoever. Because that's almost like, that's almost like supporting the addiction. And sometimes as a supporter, we don't realize that we are actually supporting the addict, the addiction in itself. If your brother is an alcoholic and he gets too drunk at the bar and he calls and he has nowhere nowhere to go and you let him crash on the couch and then every weekend it's him passed out on the couch for hours. It's hard because you love that person and you want them to be safe. But in a way, you're also supporting their habit. So find those boundaries for you. Make them clear and make them clear to the addict, preferably when they're sober. And let them know the consequences. What are the consequences for them if they don't respect your boundaries. Maybe you say, you know what, I don't like that you're crashing on my couch um, every day, every weekend. I don't like that. I'm not going to support you in this. If you call me past 10 p.m., unfortunately, I'm not going to answer. And if you make that self clear, yourself clear and you follow through, that is one thing that really helps and supports addicts to get help and to seek help. The second, drawing the line. It kind of follows through with boundaries, but drawing the line for yourself. What? Where do you benefit from this relationship? Where is it hurting you? One thing I remember when I was going through a series of relapses and I was really struggling with my addiction, my sister drew a line for me. She she came and she told me, you know what? I do not want you around. I do not want you around. 
when you behave like this. Why? Because I am seeing you dying and I love you. And when she came to me and told me this, it broke my heart. It broke me into a million pieces. But it was the truth. She did not put me down. She did not diminish me. She told me the truth. And that was the line that she had to draw. If I continued my behavior, I was not going to see or hang out with my nieces or nephews. That was where the line was drawn. And as an addict, that really puts my priorities into perspective. I do want to give note, you know, it's, it's wise to stick to facts. It's, it's not going to help to put down the addict. It's not going to help to be like, oh, you're stupid, you're, you know, dumb, or you're an alcoholic, even, or you're an addict. Even, like, pinpointing all the wrong that they're doing. That's not going to help. State the facts. Draw the line. Say, hey, I don't want to be around you if you're going to act like this and this. These are my boundaries. You respect them. Or I'm going to have to move on without you. The third point. Honesty. Always remain honest. If you're not honest with yourself. You're not being. You're not prioritizing yourself. And that's the thing about self-care. Everyone needs self-care. Whether you're a supporter. Whether you're an addict. Whatever. You need to prioritize yourself and your own well-being. If someone is behaving in a way, bringing drugs, bringing alcohol, bringing substances, bringing whatever, something into your home that you do not want, you have to be honest. And if they don't respect those things, you need to let them go. And tough love is a thing. Tough love is a thing. Some people are really lucky. I feel like in my experience, I was very lucky to have many supporters and there are support groups for those that have family members and loved ones that are struggling with addiction you don't have to be alone in this struggle you can talk to hotlines some people even attend AA meetings educate yourself educate yourself about what and how an addict feels. Talk to the person. Sometimes they just need to be heard. It's not going to be easy to hear that your loved one is struggling. But sometimes they just need that kind of support. And you can support them without actually holding their hand and handing them their substance. And all those people that, you know, all you guys that have been going through this and helping family members with addiction, I cannot thank you enough for your patience. Because it really matters. You are the people that save people. Your love and your patience and your care and your boundaries, the tough love, 
you make people survive. Because being an addict is a tough life. It's a short life. And it's not an easy one. But you are the, you're the people that help us. I would have never survived if I didn't have the supporters that I have. You are very special people. And I want you to know that. For addicts. Three things that it's always good to remember. Kind of similar to the supporters. Boundaries. Honesty. And, it, and in the lines of honesty, I'm going to put a little point. It says, where are you in your journey? Boundaries. So when you hear the boundaries from your supporters and from people that are loving you and care for you and tell you like, hey, we love you and we want to see you succeed. It's easy to feel hostile. It's easy to get angry. It's easy to think, oh, they don't understand the pain that I'm feeling. You're right. They don't. But that's why we have to be patient with them too. And that is why it is very important to stick in a community that understands addiction. I consider addiction kind of like a chronic illness. It's always there. And it's not an, you know, it's not always easy to deal with triggers. You don't always have supports around you. You don't always have the patience. You don't always have whatever you might need. But if a loved one sets those boundaries for you, you need to step back and analyze what they are looking at. When my friends would always tell me, hey, slow down, you know, try not to drink so much, I instantly got irritated, always. I was mad, I was irritated, I thought, oh, they're drinking, how can they tell me that I can't? Well, it's because we're different. Our bodies work different. We have an illness. And it's kind of the luck of the draw. Some people are lactose intolerant. Why? Maybe it's genetics. Who knows? Some people get cancer. Maybe it's luck. Maybe it's smoking. Maybe it's something. I don't know. It's just the luck of the draw sometimes. And it's not our fault that we are addicts. It might be because you use a substance to get rid of a memory and ease post-traumatic stress. The thing is, people will not understand you. And that's why it is important to be vocal about it. If you need help, tell them. And if the boundaries that your supporters are setting, if they seem impossible to you, break them down. Break them down to smaller steps. If your supporter says, if you, I wish that you were sober because I like hanging out with you when you are sober and I don't want to see you like this and therefore if you drink, I'm not going to invite you over. This might seem like the end of the world because I know for me it does. It did. For me, it, it felt like nobody loved me. No one understood but the thing is, the world is not out to get you. 
And you have to be honest with yourself. Honesty, that is the second point. If you're not going to respect the boundaries of your supporters, you're going to have to be honest with yourself and face the consequences. Maybe your brother let you crash on the couch when you were drunk and he has had enough. He needs to support his own family. If you're going to choose to drink, what are those consequences? Are you going to have to find a hotel? Are you going to have to face the fact that you might black out and wake up on the street? Because these are things that you're going to have to worry about. And are they worth worrying about? Is it something that you want to fix? It's easy to have a very low self-esteem, especially when you feel like the world is looking at you and judging you. One advice that I was gifted, and I continuously try to remind myself of this, is that the world is so busy living their lives. Everyone is so busy trying to make a life for themselves and for their own own well-being. I know it sounds selfish, but it's not. It's not. It's okay to be selfish. It's okay to be like, hey, these are my dreams and these are my aspirations. People don't care too much about someone else's everyday life. Like, yes, you know, you're going to care about your children. Yes, you're going to care about your husband. But when you go through your everyday life, you're going through with your eyes. You're perceiving the world from your perspective. The other people are not. So be honest with yourself. What are the consequences that you're going to face if you choose to respect or disrespect the boundaries of those that love you and support you? Where are you at in your sobriety journey? Do you want to quit? And the honest answer is, if we didn't have to, we never would. If I didn't have to, if I didn't have to worry about my actions and how it affected the ones that I loved, how it affected my health, how it affected me, would I quit? Absolutely not. Why? Why would you? You would never. You would never for a second. And it's fascinating to me because some people... You know, some people honestly don't want to quit, and that's fine. If, you, if, you're, if you're looking at the consequences and you're saying, you know what, I don't mind. If your self-esteem is so low that you're like, you know what, I don't mind being on the street. I don't mind living my life like this. I'm not going to judge you. It's your choice. But we all deserve a good life. And just because you're an addict, that is not an excuse to not follow your dreams. It is not an excuse. It's not a validation to say, you know what? I deserve people that don't understand me. And it, it's, it's true because we all go through this. We always, we always put ourselves down sometimes because, you know, we're trapped. Addiction is a, a strong disease. You just want a substance, and once you get that substance, it feels euphoric, and you don't want anything else because you don't feel like you have control of anything else, but you do. But you're going to have to work hard at it.
and take it one day at a time. Every group, whether it's AA, the 12 steps, whether it's the well-being, um, I can't remember exactly what it is, well-being cycle? Any of those, they're going to tell you, just go day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. If you can be sober from one side of the street to the next side of the street, good. Take it one moment at a time. Do not overexert yourself. (laughs) And I guarantee you that you can do it. I am really happy that a lot of people are reaching out to me. One thing as an addict, it's important for me to talk to other people. Because getting onto the other side is a tough journey. But once you're there, you're like, you know, why did I even stick myself for so long struggling? You have to remind yourself, you're worth it. You're worth being clean. You're worth being sober. You're worth having a second chance, a 100th chance. I've had so many chances, and you know what? I deserve them. You have to be selfish with yourself and push yourself. And it's going to be hard to do because you have to be your own advocate. You have to advocate for you. You have to say, these are the things that I'm going to do to maintain these healthy relationships and to maintain the healthy relationship that I have with myself. And I don't mean to be so serious on this podcast, but I do because I have been experiencing this lately. Still volunteering on Wisdo. So please shout out if you, you know, want to just discuss these topics or any other kind of similar mental health topics. I'll be on Wisdo. You can also message me on Twitter, via.elva. And I will be happy. Happy, happy to help you. You can even message me on Tumblr. Nakai Osha. N-A-K. <laughs> it took me a second there. <laughs> Nakai. Nakai Osha. Somebody already took the other name. So um, <laughs> I had to be um, pretty... I kind of made up one on the spot. That's why my name is a little bit different. But you can look me up on N-A-K-A-I-O-S-H-A, Nakai Osha. And then when you go on the page, it will say La Vialva, the creator of an extreme extrovert. You can always message me on there. You do not have to go through this alone, whether you are a supporter or an addict. And I really, really, really think that... The more that we educate ourselves and the more that we break this taboo, people are going to be able to get help easier. People are going to be able to understand the struggles easier. And it won't be such a scary place. The world is already kind of scary, <laughs> but it won't be as scary. So if you need help, please reach out. There's hotlines, there's crisis online. I gave you my information. Please seek out this information. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. 
and safest, safest, safest of travels.